Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I., is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like deer right there. Yeah, like, and he's 30 already yards. thirty yards. Yeah, he he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at one forty in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yard shot. Sent the combat veteran, and I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass called me one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure, super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. This is the Whitetail Legacy Podcast coming in your ear holes on this beautiful Wednesday. A lot of people are hunting. Or they might be on their way to the stand right now. Good luck to you guys here in Illinois. We're still waiting patiently. Still on the sidelines. <laughs> waiting. Um, we are about, like, what, 15 days out right now? 16 days? Yeah. Man, so it's getting real close. Um trail cams are we're really watching them now our mobiles were like every day i wake up scrolling trying to <laughs> figure out what's going on but we're going to come at you with just me and homie today and we're going to talk about how we are going to have the best season we've ever had or how we plan on and uh i think there's a lot of i don't know i don't know they'd say tips but just what we do that would help you guys out to make you have the best season that you've ever had there's a lot of stuff in here that i think a lot of people overlook do you agree yeah, yeah, and, I do. Uh, we're getting to the people that make this possible. We'll get in the show. Um, we'll start out with a VIP. Do you have the VIP shout out? Yeah, this week's shout out is uh, going to be Ed or Eddie. Um, Eddie Hart. Uh, he was in the Army for six years and did two tours overseas. Said he's glad to be back home with his family, who he loved very much. Says fishing is more on the forefront of his plate now that he's home. Um, more than hunting, uh, due to some maneuverability issues, but, um, he said the shout out is greatly appreciated. So Ed, we appreciate your service and, uh, going over there. Um, I know we talked a little bit and your maneuverability is getting a little better. So maybe here in the next little bit, you can get out there and get back to hunting. Nice. Yeah. We appreciate that, Eddie. Um, I was shooting the combats the other night 
about an inch away from the field tips all the way out. So I was really digging that. Uh, confidence was huge after doing that. You ain't got to worry about anything. I yeah. figured I'd screw mom one more time, <laughs> make sure nothing's messed up. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, I'm good to go. So um, ECW, all your custom call needs, EmeryWoodworking.com, EmeryCustomWoodworking.com. Yeah. Um, he just came out with his um, four-tone grunt on the outside now with a slider. Hmm. Uh, kind of like the extinguisher call. Right. Um, pretty nice. Uh, he, if you guys want to check those out, you can check them right out there on the website. Um, Exodus Trail Camp Tip of the Week. Um, we finally bought a battery <laughs> tester. <laughs> um, this is a $6 investment. That's a game changer, guys. Um, we were out in the woods, going to move a bunch of cams, <laughs> went up to a Lift 2 on video mode, um, running those uh, Energizer Lithium, Energizer Industrials, yep. and it was dead after about a month or so yeah three weeks and uh so we're running lithiums in all our video mode cameras now but uh so we were, we were gonna make a bunch of moves so i was like hey i'll go back to this cam i'll pull the batteries on it and then we'll get them in this cam and it'll work <laughs> you know what i mean because it was one of our better cams so we want to have priority of it and then i said i'll just come out this is right on the edge and i'll mm -hmm. pop this one back up well my dumb ass has the old batteries and the new batteries, and I put them in the same pocket. So now we got 16 batteries. We don't know which ones are good and which ones are bad. And we're trying to put eight in the camera and see if it'll turn on. <laughs> we never did get the right formula, but uh, we just bought a battery tester now, and we ain't got to worry about it. Yep. So, um, And we have one camera that keeps the batteries keep dying in, so I'm anxious to see if I go out there and I – in the camera's not working again and i test mm -hmm. all those batteries if it's the camera or do i just keep throwing away yeah, good batteries i mean the camera could be shorting out the batteries you yeah. know what i mean so it could be it could be draining them as well yeah so, so there's something going on that's i've already went through two sets of batteries in that thing and it's but at least with the battery pick. yeah at least with the battery tester you can test the batteries not under load to make yeah. sure that everything inside the battery is fine and then you've eliminated it down to just a camera and then we bought those hundred packs Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get a bad battery in those hundred packs. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, I got a bad, you know, yep. bad battery." And then it's kind of hard to pick one bad battery out. <laughs> you put eight in, you're like, "Oh, okay, these aren't good." And you get eight more. You know, what I mean, you just trash those and you wasted a buck a battery. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean, those yeah, lithiums exactly. are no joke. So, all right, um, Last Breath TV. Um, you guys, um, Last Breath TV. They just released season on YouTube. Um, a lot of awesome content on there. Um, but antelope um some giant whitetails yes absolute mega whitetails um and they killed them early season late season the rut all, yeah all. all throughout <laughs> the year so a lot of good intel on there and uh, they're still releasing that moultrie series um scrapes and trail cams man yeah keying in on those so where can where can they check them out at uh, they can check them out on facebook instagram twitter and, uh, of course, as mentioned, YouTube. All right, Next Level. You got Next Level? Yeah, so Next Level, as of September 1st, has switched to their fall and winter feed pellets. Um, this is less protein than spring and summer formula, but it's still the ideal amount for the adult deer. It's increased in fiber content over the spring and summer formula, so same great benefits as the spring and summer mix, including the five sources of protein, vasodilators, prebiotics, and probiotics and the yucca shidra a lot of stuff going on i know there. a lot of stuff going on. that's why it's next level yeah that's why it's next level so, that's why homie has to read that ad <laughs> so you guys can check them out at nextleveldeer.com and uh get your order in man all right last one for buck book um like i said this company reached out one to help the legacy out so um if you guys haven't heard they created a platform um, to age deer, share trail cam pictures, and it's a safe platform where you're not going to do it on social media and get get hosed. Um, one thing they're really pushing um, with this website is they want to create a community on there. Um, maybe we're like a hunting group. Like I was thinking about Thor. Mm -hmm. Like he's in a big hunt group, you know what yeah, I mean, down there club. in Georgia. And, uh, you know, everybody's trying to be successful. And even if you posted a buck on there and said, hey, I'm hunting in this area, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I'm feeding this, this, and this, and then there's another hunt club down the road, and they're feeding this, this, and this, and they're showing more trail camera pictures. You're thinking, well, maybe I should switch over and try try this out, you know? Or if, like for us, it'd be cool if our neighbor had 
all clover plots and we didn't know and then we put a clover plot in and we're like why are nothing's hitting our clover it's because yeah. they got five clover plots with three different properties you know right. what i mean and then we could throw in oats or something to give them some variety so that's another awesome thing and uh, you can check that out at buckbook.com um age your deer share pictures get jacked up for season get on there we're going to share some deer try to throw some curveballs to these mm-hmm. guys and see if they can age these deer and uh be fun got Ingram's Outdoor Accession, all your taxidermy needs um, right there in Oneida, Illinois, for all local guys. That's it. Let's get into the show. Let's get it. I got homie on the phone. What's up? <laughs> first Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to break down how we are going to have the best season we've ever had, and uh, that's a high calling for us. We've had some, <laughs> some awesome fair. seasons, you know what I mean? And we've been very lucky to... to to have the success that we've had, I I think it's luck. A lot of people wouldn't say it's luck, but we've we've been lucky. Some of it is, yeah. Yeah, we we put in a lot of work, but we've been lucky. And I hope there's something in this that you guys can pick up. Um, we want all of our listeners to have the best season that they've ever had before. And uh, we get a lot of messages about how we said this, and now some guy's gonna try it. And in my mind, I'm like, man, I hope it works for you. Sometimes it works for us, you know what I mean? So don't take any of this to heart. We're just saying this is what we're gonna do and what we've done in the past to make our season successful. And uh, we're gonna start off with what you can do right now if you're not in season or you're getting right at the beginning. Um, Shoot your bow. It seems simple. for the guys I work with, they're like, yeah, about time to get it out. I'm like, we're 15 <laughs> days out, man. That If you got a broadhead, if you got to, you know, move your, your rest for broadhead tuning or anything, and you're at 15 days, you, yeah. you got to you gotta get moving. That you know is not I mean? enough time to get confidence. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, I've been shooting every other night, um, and it's been working out good. My oldest son, he shoots with me now, so... It motivates me to shoot a little more because he's like, okay, it's the second night. Let's shoot our bows. Yeah. And I've been shooting really good, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be great out there. You know what I mean? So we just got our new camo in. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bigger than what I'm used to. I need to shoot in that, figure out a system of how I'm going to do it. Um, it's super nice. It is a little thicker, I know, for late season, but never shot anything that thick. I haven't shot in bibs for a long time. So yeah. I need to see those bib straps might throw a, a you know kink in my 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 shooting and that's something I need to figure out now instead of thinking oh I'm just going to it's cold it's October 12th we get a giant cold front like last year we got a giant cold front in October and I'm going to wear the late season stuff and now you got bibs on and yeah, you miss true. your chance you know what I mean Yeah cuz the final connector you can hey, pick the right tree be in the right area you ran the trail camera you got the data and you didn't make the shot let's start over you know let's let's you got that chance and you don't make the shot or you shoot and don't find the animal there's no there's no worse feeling than a bow hunter i'd rather have 98 encounters with one buck <laughs> instead of shoot and miss or shoot and wound you know what i mean like yeah. it just it doesn't it ruins your mentality of the season you start double guessing everything my gear i you know was it me was it my sight was it my release what you know you start you're not in the flow. You start overthinking everything at that point. Yeah. And I've done it on a giant and didn't hunt for two and a half weeks. Wasted two and a half weeks of my season. You know, you've done it and you're just demoralized and you're like, man, it's it's all on me. You know, what I mean, I'm a I'm a dumb shit out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how you feel, but it all goes back to that fifth shot out in your yard at 45 quarter two. You know, and you're just out there messing around, but then. When you're out there, you're like, oh, I got a quarter yard sh- or quarter two shot at 45. I can, I can do this. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've done it before. Um, it seems simple. Shoot your bow. Make it fun. Um, number two, you want to cover this one? F- find a pack. You know, um, we're doing, we're being mobile on public land, and it makes a great difference if, if you have a good pack. Like, if you're going in deep, you're not going to want to pull up halfway if you're dead set on going to a tree in the back. You know, you just don't want to pull up halfway. So, because if you're not where you want to be, you're not going to have, you're not going to be in it mentally. You're like, oh, I pushed out. You know, you always want to go and be able to make it to where you're going. So, being comfortable and being able to get to where you need to go and a pack or, you know, a, the lock and walk like we have, 
Like that's the way to go. Spend the money and find one that is comfortable and fits everything that you need to take or, you know, it's going to hold your bow, whatever you need to do. Um, but f spending the money and finding a good pack is pretty important. That And that's been in the last three to four years that I really invested money in like nice packs. Yeah, it's, it's something that's overlooked, I think, and it's something that you're going to use every time you go hunting. And not only you do you find your pack, you got to find a system. If you're going to be filming, not filming, you have to figure out how you're going to organize that stuff. Make sure you don't lose anything. And then what I do is I pack everything I'm going to take the night before. So it's not 4.30 in the morning, you're waking up, you're trying to figure out where's my rangefinder, where's my binos. Everything's in its spot. Mm -hmm. And if it's not in its spot, I've lost it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. so it's either it's it's either it's in that pack. If I didn't pack it the night before, I'm not double-checking anything in the morning. I'm grabbing that stuff and I'm going. I'm taking my time at the night to to get that situated, and uh, I changed my stand set up a little bit. So I had to I went through everything and figured out a plan of how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to pack everything. Um, even if you're not packing in, you're just going to your stand. Ha just having a system of how you get yourself from the truck to the tree stand. Unlike us, a couple years ago, mm -hmm. you got a tote that's everything's thrown <laughs> into. Yeah, it's and it's 28 minutes at the truck, and you're like. In your mind, you're like, I'll be in the tree in 15 minutes. You know, now you're already <laughs> 30 minutes behind what you wanted to do. So, but uh, just going off what you were saying there is like the first night or the first day of hunting or, you know, like of rutcation or whatever or of season or, you know, the weekend, like I'll be kind of shaky on that. Like I'll, cause, you know, I just like, I, I know I got everything, but just like until you get out there and you, you go through, you use it, you know, but like second night or, you know, the afternoon hunt, like then it's just wham, bam, you mm -hmm. know, it, you're done, you're good. Yeah. So, and then if you, if you have a system and you're dedicated to it, it, you don't, you don't even have to think about it. You come back, you get out of the truck, yeah, you put everything back where it's supposed to go. You know, you're ready for the next day. Cause I don't know how many times I've been at work and you're thinking that you're going to have to work till six and then you get off at two, you know, you're like, oh, here, I'm Shit, going, yeah. I'm going, you know what I mean? I'm, and then you have nothing ready. That's usually when I lose shit. Yeah. It's when, on a situation like that because I'm balls to the wall, I'm 100 mile an hour, I'm like, it's a free opportunity, I didn't even think it was going to happen. Yeah. Here you're, I go. You're jacked And then up. Now, I'm, now I'm 90 miles an hour the whole hunt, uh -huh. you know, and then that's when I lose shit. Yeah. But I'm trying to be conscious about it and slow down and be like, all right, you're good. So that's something that, like, I've been thinking of for you guys listening like just slow down and think just think yeah that's uh, it's hard when you you it, when you're, you're getting off up, work man. early and you're like yeah. yeah i'm gonna get out there and then you're like oh yeah i got the right win i'm gonna go to the, you start thinking about what you're gonna do and you leave half your brain because half of it's filled with white tail <laughs> you know and then you forget something simple like a i don't know how i forgot the base to the the fluid, the fluid head oh, yeah, on your yeah. camera twice. I'm like, well, I got no camera. You know what I mean? It's yeah. something simple, but it's something really small. You know what I mean? Or a guy forgets his release. I, I, I've done that multiple times. You're like, I cannot. I'm not shooting fingers out here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll forget that tray to the fluid head. Yeah. Like, you'd be dead set on just, you know, you're filming, you're filming, mm -hmm. you're on the camera arm, you're on the fluid head, and then you change it up and you do pics and you use a tripod yeah. or something, and then you're just like, boom, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's like, oh, changed up your, changed up your routine. All right, well, this kind of goes with a, a pack, but it's a different word, and we're going to say group here. You need to find a group of guys that you can talk to. That seems simple. Um, having a group of guys that you can talk to you can show trail cam pics. You got There's got to be guys you could trust. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, just ask questions. If you get four or five guys that are all hunters, and you say, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think?" It might be the dumbest idea ever. Not saying it might not work, but one of the guys said, "Well, do that, but switch it up to this." Or it's nice to have guys to celebrate with. When you see other people be successful, it motivates you to be successful. There's a lot of benefits to having a pack or a group of guys that you text, call, whatever you got going on. And if there's some, there's a lot of guys out there that are like self-filmers are like, I like to go solo, which I can, I respect that, but mm -hmm. I would hate being solo all year. Just no, just no one else out there hunting, not even hunting the same tree with me, just hunting in general. That like I could talk to, be like, Hey, I seen this buck. 
I'm gonna make a move on him. What do you think? You know, what I mean, I yeah. I couldn't do it. Just go back and forth, and like I noticed here the last two weeks, like shit's getting close. So I mean, we are really picking up the tactic talk. Yeah. Whether it's through text or you know phone call, and um, that I was just we were talking the other day, and I was just like, holy shit, like we're back into like I feel like the way that we've been talking here these last two weeks about these two bucks is almost freeze esque. Like yeah. I mean, it is. We're in. We're in it. Yeah, trying to figure it's it out. it's close, you know, and um, it's fun, man. Like it's fun to talk to somebody like that. There's nobody at work, or yeah, I'm not gonna talk to the wife about it, you know. Yeah. But like, you gotta have that dude, or just like you said, four to five guys. And I mean, we got dudes that are close, and then we got dudes that are super close. But and then we have dudes that we could like, hey, I'm just spitballing here. Just like you said, it might be dumb as shit, but. What do you think? Like, or I, I seen your hunt that you did this last year, you know, kind of, can you elaborate? Cause you can't see everything on a video. Can you elaborate on like how you did that? Yeah. You know, um, a lot of these guys that are, that you can watch their hunts, like they'll be more than happy to tell you, you know, to help you kinda out. Kind of dive in and yeah, help you yeah. out a little bit. So like, yeah, I'm three States away. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one, number three, um, well, I guess that's number four. We kind of threw pack and group. It's the same yeah. word, you know, right. like wolf pack, you know what I mean? And then group, so I just put them together. But um, prepare yourself and your family. Um, but I've been doing this for months. Yeah. I had <laughs> remodels at my mother-in-law's, remodels at my house. Um, I'm already talking to the wife about this is the last day I'm mowing my yard, and if it gets tall after that, Someone else is going to have to mow it on the weekend. I'll pay someone. Yeah. Um, I mow my mother-in-law's yard, too. So I'm like, if 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 it gets past this date and it has to mow again and I, I it involves this, I'm paying some kid $20 to mow that some gun. You know what I mean? Like, you got to mentally prepare yourself, get everything lined out. I completely remodeled the in my inside of my house. Um and then I put a floor to my mother-in-law's, and I was—I kept telling my wife, I said, we got to find a weekend so I can get this done. Because I told them I would do it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to go through, but you got to find a weekend to get it done before your season starts. Or for us, some of those low-priority October hot days, be like, okay, this weekend's going to be 85. I'm going to do that floor in the morning, and then I'll hunt the evening. You know what I mean? Or yeah. something like that. And then I've been talking to my wife about, like, well, when when the season's here, I'm not doing anything. So I've been staging her up all year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's coming. Like and she knows. Like she for 15 days, she knows that I will do nothing but hunt. I'll be around yeah. and I'll help out. But she knows that I'm not going to be going grocery shopping. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to be doing any of that stuff. And but when you put the work in all year. They'll give you that 15 days. You just got to remind them that it's coming. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you got to mark it on a calendar or what. I send, send subtle signs all the time. Yeah. Like, I won't. I always say, I won't be doing this in a couple months. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's like my go-to. Just so she's like, oh, yeah, that's coming up, you know? And uh, she knows that we're, you know, our wives know that we're crazy about this stuff, and this is what we do. It, but we also gave up everything else. You know what I mean? So. Yeah these 15 days that we're going to be taking off and hunt, you know, that's not including the weekends that we hunt in October. Um, in October we're weekend warriors. We have to be there. And if we don't have to work the weekend, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and prepare your family. My kids know that it's, it's go time. They, they, I've told them multiple times, you know, deer season's coming up and, um, I'm preparing for the hunts that I want to take my kid on. You know what I mean? Like I, we're already talking about, it. I'm like, Hey, Dove hunting, I take him every time. Like every time he goes, uh, we go pull cams. If we're not going on public, hundred percent of the time he goes to the private, pretty much. Um, so I, I have to tell him, be like, hey, you can't come on this one. You can't, you know, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna be hunting, and then you'll be able to go this with this with this one. It gives him something to look forward to, and then it holds me accountable to say, hey, I got to make this happen because I told this little shit that yeah. I'm gonna get him out there. You know what right. I mean? So. If you have kids that want to go hunting, prepare for, tell them, say, hey, third week of October or whatever, we'll try to get you out. We'll try to get you out for an evening hunt or something. And then that gives them something to look to, forward to. And when you're walking out the door and your kid's like, oh, I want to go, you'll be like, hey, remember two weeks, I got you. And then it gives them something to look forward to and help hold you accountable to make sure it happens. 
Um, you got anything else on? Yeah, well, actually, on Sunday, we went to the Apple Orchard, and kind of like one of our last big family weekend events, and um, we were on the way there, and my wife's like, so how many days a week are you planning on hunting? I'm like, well, obviously, we got the weekend warrior deal. Well, that's already established. I mean, that's no question. And I was like, well, it's probably going to be like a day or two days a week, like during the evening. If if work stays the way it is, like I was thinking about maybe trying to slip to four tens, maybe sacrifice a day of the evening hunt because it's probably not going to happen. Work until five, especially later October. But then you have all day Friday or Monday, whichever you know. So uh, I was just kind of, I was just like, yeah, probably two. But I said it's just going to kind of depend on what the weather is. Like if we mm-hmm. if, it have, if we have shit wind, it, you, you have shit wind, but. Um, that was like straight, flat out, just like you said, man. Just being straight up, like, hey, it's it's go time. Yeah, you just you you say this is what I want to do, and then if something comes up, you know, oh, we got a wedding or something, let me know in advance, and I'll prepare for that. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, that's also collateral to be like, hey, I'm already taking this day for this mm-hmm. wedding in two weeks. I ain't taking a day yeah, right yeah, now. Right. <laughs> right. Um, next one on the list. Um, collect. And break down the data. Homie's been doing this a lot. I've seen you getting real scientific this I weekend. <laughs> oh, man, I was trying. I was trying to find anything. Nothing. That like, property just does not line up for no, anything. No, yeah. And we've said on here before, like, we just have a hard time finding bucks on a pattern. And that's obviously due. The summer's pretty, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But this time right now, like, we only have, well, we don't have. We don't have two thirds of our cams pulled, but just off the mobiles, like I mean, we got a couple bucks to chase right now. Everything else is just kind of dead and does. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know these two bucks that we're keying in on, or that are at least showing up for us. So we we're trying to find, or I, I was trying to find, you know, if they liked a certain wind to be on this area, or if they're why are they were coming from this way? Was the wind at their back? Was it in their face? How are they probably? Where were they bedded that day? And which way are they probably laying? Because one day, like, if he was bedded over there on that cliff, like, the wind was going right over him. Mm-hmm. So he has, like, that's out of the equation, you know? So he's just going off eyesight. So that probably wasn't over there. Yeah. You know, he's probably at that second bed down at the creek to where he had a little more on his nose. Mm-hmm. So um, was just looking at wind speeds, directions, um, comparing it to trail cameras, which way he was going, at what time, maybe what he was doing. Um, I just know he kind of likes east southeast wind to be in that area and to be on the cam also we have two cams at, at this particular location that are 40 yards apart maybe 50 50 yeah. 50 yards apart they're on one cam not on the other cam like yeah, dead that, giveaway you yeah know? dead giveaway that he didn't go that way yeah so and then when they are the very few times that he's on both cams like okay i definitely yeah you got a direction doing. to travel yeah and uh we just put another cam like a hundred yards from the other cam, yeah. you know, because we're trying to key in on these two bucks because that's literally all we got going right now. Yeah, and I mean, it was something as simple as this that we started keying in on freeze a lot more on, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, it's a southwest wind, and then here it is, six thirty in the morning, boom, freezes on cam. Okay, it's the southwest wind today, you know. Mm-hmm. So you never know what you can find if you just put in that little extra bit of work and. Just do your due diligence on that front at least and be like, okay, I didn't see anything here. You know, it's just going to have to be go in there and be there when he's there, yeah. you know? So what? how we pull cams is we pull them periodically. We have ones that we don't pull at all um, until right before season. Yeah. So I feel I, – I hear a lot of people talk about how trail cams aren't useful. Summer trail cams aren't useful. Um, and I can agree on summer trail cams a little bit. But there is nothing more valuable than you getting a buck close to daylight early season. Or a buck. So we're going to pull them like the 27th, right? Or 26th. Yes. And season. Well, so we're pulling them all. And then season's October 1st. On Thursday. If we had a buck that was doing something, you know, crazy, we could be the first guys in there to hunt him. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you are hunting, if you are a rut hunter only and. I could see you not running trail cameras. You just hunt those traditionally good rut areas, but I do not see the guys that aren't running trail cameras killing early. The guys that are consistently killing in early season 
are running a lot of trail cameras, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. And it's because you have that data. You have you seen a buck glassing from a bean field. Great. Is you seen him one time, now it's three weeks before season. Is he even there? Are you hunting a deer that's not if we went out on Boonertown and today was season, we had no cameras <laughs> and you walked out there, the property looks awesome. You know what I mean? It absolutely looks awesome. You got a three quarter acre bean field, a quarter acre, you know, maybe a little over quarter acre late or oats, late season, you know, real world mix up there. It's going. You got options on a bunch of different wins you'd be like oh yeah this is perfect we got all this food and you ran no train claimers you'd go in there and you would not see a deer no <laughs> you know what i mean like you wouldn't see a deer but it looks awesome there's sign from previous years there's buck sign from previous years mm-hmm. you'd walk in there and say oh yeah there's food plot here you know there's an awesome blind right here i can sneak in through these cedars i'll be set up great this looks perfect but you don't have trail camera data you have you're hunting. There's you're hunting nothing. Definitely no bucks. Definitely. There's a six pointer out there. And that's about all you got <laughs> yeah, right now. And, you know and what two I mean? Forked so, g- going off all that is great. Um, if you're going, if you can go and find fresh sign, that's awesome. But if you're on a property that is smaller like ours and there's no fresh sign and that's what you have to hunt, you could run trail cameras, pull them, say, okay, there's no fresh sign. I'm getting no buck pictures. I'm gonna go some random public. And try it instead of putting pressure on this property when I don't need to. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of guys out there that don't run trail cameras and they just hunt the property over and over and over expecting change. But there's literally no buck there. Well, I seen a buck last year in October 30th. Well, it's October 3rd right now. He, he's probably not here. You know what I mean? So that's something we do. We value trail cam data right now really high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what we got. This is yeah. the marbles going into the show. And we we just spent like four or five hours scouting. What When was that? Friday. Friday. Last Friday. And we got a lot of intel, a lot of fresh sign. Um, we feel like we're right where we need to be. But we could do that because we it was on public and we could – there's no fence to stop us. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not – we weren't close to the property line. Unlike Boonertown, that's 40 acres. It's really easy to get to the neighbor's <laughs> fence and say, well – this is what I got. You know what I mean? And yeah. If we had just Boonertown, I'd be real, real scared about getting into the season because there's literally nothing there. So collect the data, however you want to do it. If if you don't have cams out, collecting data could be scouting, just like we did. We collected a bunch of data. We had trail cam pictures that told us this deer was in the air, and then we went in there, and there's fresh scrapes, fresh rubs. He's rubbed the velvet off, found a bedding area. Okay, we're putting the pieces together. That's That's collecting the data one mm-hmm. way or collecting the data is go and get all your trail cameras and collect the data that way then do what you did break down the wind direction he's accessing this way he's going in he's coming out this time and try to make a plan uh, most of the time when we do that nothing adds up early yeah <laughs> um we have success you killed early october last year i've killed early october a couple times but we have most of our success in that in the rut man we're just we're rut hunters we know where we need to be consistently over years, and we're trying to learn this early season where you can go in there and just take one out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we're, it's not that we don't put the work in. We put the work in. We're running the cams. This year would be cool to see if running all these cams makes a difference for us early or if it's just more deer pictures. You know what I mean? This yeah. would be like the deciding factor of, okay, this really helped us get on some deer or – because last year, we did not see a mature buck until you shot your buck. Mm-hmm. What, when was that? 25th. The 25th of October, yeah. We did not see a mature deer from the tree stand from October 1 to the 25th. And you can say what we had, maybe six, seven, eight hunts by then? Mm, well, uh see. So it would have been the third, what did it say, the third weekend. So you already know we got three, or we got a Friday night hunt. Two on Saturday and we'll just say one on Sunday because there was some time. Yeah. A couple weekends, we just did the evening on Sunday. So four hunts a weekend. So you're looking at 12. Yeah, so 12 hunts and you got no mature bucks. <clears throat> yeah, I took off. Exciting. or We had a meeting um, one day, so uh, I got out an extra morning before that, and then I took off for a DOT on the 21st. 
for uh, my hunt to bank off the previous two years of trail camera data of a shooter being there in daylight. And uh, so that was, you know, that's two extra hunts. So we're up to 14 now. Yeah, and you don't see a mature deer at all. Like, you don't even, like, not even like 100, 200 yards away. You know what I mean? So that's why we were like, okay, we have a huge hole of all these hunts where we'll see, we're seeing does and small bucks, but we're not seeing big deer. And it could be because they're nocturnal, but in my mind, then deer are moving somewhere mm-hmm. in the daylight. You just got to find out where they're moving. And we're already light years ahead of where we were last year at this time. If <laughs> stuff doesn't change, we're, we have two bucks that we could potentially kill early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Last year we had zip, and it's all from running more trail cams. So collect the data, break it down if you can. If you don't have a bunch of trail cameras, scout some stuff, figure out what you got going on. Once you do that, set some goals. Um, we haven't set goals this year. Not yet. Really. No. That's something that we need to do. You need to tell yourself some goals that you need to do so when the moment comes and there's a deer coming in, you're not deciding what to do. I mean, there's some deer that you might want to get a look at and feel, see how you feel, and then there's some deer where I see this deer, homie's a camera guy, I need to let him know if I'm going to, if I see this deer, I'm shooting him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we're pretty much on the same playing field, but uh, you know, sometimes homie might get jacked up and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna kill this deer. I'm cool with that." But I need to know that if this deer comes in, we're we're in kill mode. We're not in. I'm gonna film a couple shots of him. I need yeah, to film yeah, the yeah. whole thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And it also goes with if you're hunting in a group. You know, one guy, you guys aren't in the tree, same tree stand, but one guy says, I'm not going to shoot this deer. And then you guys can talk about it. Well, maybe, maybe I should, maybe we should pass this deer, blah, blah, blah. Set that before you get into the season. So you're not in the stand texting your buddy, say, Hey, I got this 10 pointer out in front of me. It looks like this, this, and this. I think it's this deer. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm going to shoot him or not. That's when I feel like you need to get in that kill mindset right when you see that deer. Okay. I'm going to kill this deer, get in the mindset, start looking for your shot. Don't be looking at him, trying to decide, trying to decide, and then you get—he's already passed two shooting lanes. You know what I mean? And you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him now." You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like a lot of people overlook that, and I know it's personally burned me. Where I'm not gonna shoot this deer. I'm not gonna shoot him. I'm, I'm, you know. And then he gets where he's looking away from me, and I'm like, oh, "Should have shot that deer." <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always look right. really good when they're looking away, but you're like, "I'm not gonna shoot him. I'm not gonna shoot him." And uh, it's a deer that I had trail camp picks up too, but in my mind, I never went, I was like, oh, that's a good buck. I never went, am I going to shoot this deer? Am I going to kill, if, if he comes in, am, am I going to kill him or not? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's one way to set goals. And then also just set some goals um, that might not be kill related. Like I'm going to hunt X amount of days. I'm going to hunt this area. I'm going to go to this area. I've been thinking about going this area it's going to be one of my goals to at least put two hunts in this area this year. Um, I'm going to get someone else out and hunt. You know, someone that might, I'm going to help my buddy out. You know, those all can be goals. Um, it's not, don't have to be all kill related. A lot of our goals are kill related because we already know that we're going to hunt, but we're going to hunt off the ground this year. That's a goal of ours. We've been wanting to hunt this area, <laughs> and the only way you can hunt it is on the ground. It seems silly to us. A lot of people are doing it. But we set a goal that, hey, we're going to put some hunts on the ground. It's set up pretty good for ground hunting. Mm, yeah. We're not going to I think we're I think, not going to just talk about it. We're going to set no, a goal yeah. to do it. You I know think I mean? now that we've been back there, seen it, committed a cam to it. Yeah. We're like, shit, yeah, we got it. We got to get back here. Yeah. Now. So um, that's a goal for us is, you know, put a couple <laughs> hunts back there where we've been talking about for two years. I've been talking about going to this pinch that just is awesome <laughs> for two years and never going and you know about this year we went we put in the extra work to get back there it's like the farthest you can go on this piece and yeah now now we know it's actually a really good spot this doesn't look good you know what i mean it just didn't look good that one time i went through late season shed honey it looks good now you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um set realistic goals too don't set you know i'm gonna shoot a 160 and you have no 160s on your property um, unless you want to, you know, hold out and wait for something magical to happen in the rut. Um, my, my realistic goal is I'm going to shoot a deer that gets me jacked up. One of our 
Bucks, I will be incredibly jacked up. I don't know if he'll go 115. No, yeah, I don't think. 120, I, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Main beam and mass, and that's yeah, it. And that, but we think he's eight, you know what I mean? And yeah. He just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and that's West Side. We, you guys heard that name a bunch on here. And if I shoot that deer and he's coming in, I'll be uber jacked. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to set a score or an age. If a deer gets me jacked, I'm going to shoot it. If it's I'm feeling it in the moment, I'm going to let it rip, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna say, oh, I thought he was bigger, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to let it rip and be jacked, plain and simple. I mean, what else is there to hose you about? You already get gun comments. Yeah, you already, already get, get high yeah. fence comments. I already get I mean, gun comments, high fence. Already you know. weathered the storm. Yeah. I shot that smaller buck last year with a gun, and I was like, shit, man. And now, like, <laughs> I'm super jacked up about that kill. Yeah. You view bank on it a year. Um, and you're like, oh man, that was, that's badass. You know what I mean? We finally, right. I killed one off Boonertown finally. It was some random buck. You know what I mean? It, it's, it was, it was cool. I'm glad I did it. Now I'm not going to do that this year. We're like, shit, shouldn't have shot this deer. I'm just going to be like that video when I shot the nine pointer. That you yeah, yeah, yeah. Just absolutely like, it's, look at this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Jacked as yeah, hell. Yeah, it's like a, a. 139 there's 139 buck i'm like look at this giant you know what i mean (laughs) like just jacked that you know that's a a goal for mine is i just want to i'm not focusing on inches i'm not focusing on anything i want to kill a certain couple bucks of course because we get emotionally attached to these deer but i just want to be jacked a couple times this year (laughs) you know what i mean so set realistic goals i'm not saying i'm only going out there and killing magnum or nothing I'm not doing that this year. You know what I mean? And if he comes by, of course, <laughs> right. it's going to ha- it's going to I'm going to try to make it happen, but I'm not going to pass on a solid buck cuz he cuz I'm waiting on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um I'll end up having more non-kill related goals than I will have kill related goals. Yeah. So, that's something that I think everybody can do and is important to do. So, and because, I mean, realistically, you go out there, your first hunt, in the first 10 minutes, just like Missouri, like, if that could have been, if that was a 180, and, like, that was all your kill goals, like, it would have been done. Mm-hmm. It would have been done on the first hunt. I mean, yeah. that, that ain't, yeah. that's good that you did your goal. I mean, that's great. Yeah. But now you have two, you still have two, two and a half months, three months. Yeah, where's the, where's the Yeah, the what, work, what's keeping you, know you know going? I mean? so. That's why I keep. Gaining weight and losing weight. Like, yeah. just never, you know, it just can't get down to 160 and just be chill. You know, it's all, it's like, ah, I can get a little better. So, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. When you get complacent with where you're at, that's when you stop growing. Yeah. And anything. Sure. So, um, plain and simple, whatever they are, set some goals, whether they're kill related, just hunting related, hunting a new area. Having those goals in the back of your mind, write them down, are going to motivate you to hunt more, do more, and, uh, when you when you reach a goal, it's super satisfying. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, okay, next one. Um, understand you may fail. This is something that I am scared to death of. Yeah. I just do not want to fail. You put in so much work all year. You work as hard as you possibly can. You think you're doing the right thing, and then at the end of the year, you fail. You know what I mean? You don't you don't kill them with a bow, and you're hunting in January and last day of season in December and you're out there freezing and you're still hanging and hunting and moving and you're still trying it and then you don't, you don't kill. You know what I mean? And there's, what are you going to do? Did I leave everything out there? Probably not. I gave it a damn good try though. I gave, you know, I gave a lot, but there's some days I probably could have went and that's something that you just have to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm cool with failing. I learned a lot. I figured out some stuff, and then I don't know how many times this has happened to me. You go through a season of failing, 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 and then you're thinking about it like this. You're thinking about this time of the year, like what can I do different and not have that happen again? And then little things come off like light bulbs, like why didn't I do that last year? Mm-hmm. Remember when I jumped those two bucks out of the bedding at a, at the public or the Bourbon. urban? Yeah. yeah. Never went back there and hunted. I thought that's where you had the trail cam and you were hunting there. Nope. Completely different property. Oh. That trail cam did not work, and I never went back there. And <laughs> I have no idea why. Hmm. I was thinking about that the other day. I jumped two solid bucks out of a bedding late season. Okay, I know they're bedding there. It's late season. They're probably bedding there frequently mm-hmm. on a pattern. 
two different places they can feed in an ag field. All I got to do is set up in between them. Never did it. Got so sucked into one area that I just forgot all about that. And I'm going through in my brain like the scenario of, you know, why didn't I kill out there? And then I'm like, well, I never, I never went back there. Dumb. But there's always something that comes up to me like that, like just like that tree we found up public. Never even been back there. Yeah. Never been back never. in that area. <laughs> Scrolling through the map. Look at this. It's literally <laughs> 300 yards from where we hunt. Never been there before. Might be fire over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just the 78 ground scrapes over there, and we're 300 yards away <laughs> missing all the action because we never stepped foot over there. So um, preparing yourself to to mess up, to fail, is good early in the year because, for me, it motivates me not to, it to happen. If you think about man, this could happen, this could happen. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to make sure everything possible that it it, it don't happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But just like the last episode, you can do everything right and still not get a kill. It's just hunting. So you have to be prepared at the end of the day. You put in more work. You shot more arrows this year. You hunted more time. You, you, know, you hunted X amount of new areas, and you still failed. You got to take it as I learned this, I learned that. I'm moving on. I'm going to apply that to this year, and I'm motivated to not fail this year even more because my failures last year. So, you got anything else on that? No, I mean it's just going to be mentally taxing if you fail. Like that's one thing that I've grown into uh, these past three years with me just dieting and trying to work on myself and my body and stuff, and like that shit's mentally exhausting in itself and i think it's made me a better hunter honestly because it's the struggle of every day just going and going and going and just seeing small improvements like there's just not going to be some huge improvement in your hunting game unless you just vastly scout continuously scout like that might be the biggest change but for the most part you're just going to have small gain over time of just learning looking back collecting the data and just moving forward so it's just having that mental aspect don't overlook that mental aspect especially when you add in a failure yeah and then uh second to last is uh put the work in you can you can talk about how you're going to do something you can right now early season it's easy to say man i'm going to i'm going to do six or seven all day sets in this in this known rut area and then you wake up the third day and it's 10 degrees and um, you just decide not to go. So if if you decide something now and you set a goal, be prepared to, to meet it. Be prepared to put the work in to to fulfill that. Um, for us, it's, it's tough, man. Biking in that far and going about how we do it. That third or fourth day when you're biking in at four in the morning, you're like literally thinking, I am the most insane person in the world right now. <laughs> and then especially you go back there and then you see no deer. Like you don't even see a doe all year or all day. You know what I mean? And that just demoralizes you. But you have to wake up and be like, okay, here we go. And then we went from no deer to the best hunt of the year yeah. for buck sightings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing our target, two of our target bucks, same day, two giants. If we would have said, you know what, we didn't see any deer back there, we're not going back there again, I'm not putting the work in to do it, would have never had an encounter with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So whether it's early season, it's the mosquitoes are out, it's hot or whatever, and you don't want to go put the work in, you don't want to, you know, put the sweat equity in, um, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. So I don't know how many times we said it, hours in stand and work is what kills big deer for the average guy that's not going to an outfitter that's not don't have a giant property if you listen to all our legend episodes uh, all the guys that we have on that are consistent the consistency is time and stand and putting work in there's no other there's no magic formula to how people are killing these giant deer other than they're hunting where giant deer are and they're putting work in mm-hmm. some are more knowledgeable than others about you know understanding how the deer work in the property their woodsmanship is better. I, I'm not going to lie. My my woodsmanship needs – I need to step up my woodsmanship. I feel like I can 
I can't go out to a property, look at it, and be like, oh, this is how the deer are moving. I got to see a little bit of action. I know there's some guys that can go out and say, I'm going to hang a tree here, stand here. All the deer are going to work right past me. Right. That's not me. You know, I'm like the sixth tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I finally got it. I got it. You know what I mean? No, yeah, and I think that's kind of why me and you – hunt good together is because we're we can we're not scared to admit that and bounce it off of each other be like well like no that was actually a dumbass idea like yeah no we should not do that or hey you know that was actually that we should do that yeah we should try it you know what i mean and there's a lot of people out there that are like oh my woodsmanship's great i'm gonna set up and then they're like oh well i know guys that are almost to the point like local guys that they killed a deer here three years ago and it was good mm-hmm. so they're not and they set it up perfect. So they're like, okay, I am I had this set up perfect. I'm not moving anything. I know what I'm doing is right, but it's wrong for this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in their mind, they're not going to say that that they're not right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just going to be like, I'm just going to keep hunting this tree, and I'm going to kill something eventually. I'm going to prove everybody that this tree is the perfect tree. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And I know local guys like that, especially shotgun hunters around here, just hunt the same they're killing a nice buck like every five years. Right. Yep. I'm like, well, yeah, cool. But you could be doing that every year if you switched it up a little bit. But people love consistency. It's love easy. that comfort. It's comfort. They don't have to push yourself. Nope. They go to the same place. Because, and, so say they killed a buck two years ago and then last year they didn't kill anything. You'd be like, well, I made it through last year and I didn't kill. It was, it was okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but then we're just talking about a whole different breed of people. Like, yeah. not just gun hunters, but just breed of people that just aren't into whitetail hunting yeah. like if you're listening to this podcast like i mean you're you're in the game yeah. you know what i mean you're, you 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 want to kill that's your goal you want to be successful on whether it's just deer in general or big deer or whatever it is you just you're at that level where you're absorbing knowledge and you might not you're not absorbing it from the most knowledgeable <laughs> guys i'll tell you that right now um but uh the last or second to the last one is be humble um we we're on social media a lot. We follow a lot of people, and I it's freaking hilarious. The people that are not humble about stuff are really getting some bad karma this year. <laughs> um, it's happening all over. A lot of people aren't killing when they go, oh, we're killing for sure. We're going in here, blah, 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 blah. It ain't happening for them, and I feel like that it's good to be confident, but you can be so confident in this area or this spot that you're going to kill for sure that in your mind, you forget about all the other spots, just like me late season. I got bucks daylighting. I'm in this new area. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm confident I'm going to get it done here. I'm super confident. I'm going to go in here, put the work in. It's going to happen. When I had bucks that I physically bumped out of a bed, I know where they're bedding on the certain wind that I never go back to because I'm so confident in this area over here. I get cocky. I'm like, oh, I got bucks daylighting just a matter of time, just a matter of time. You know what I mean? Well, most of the time, it's not a matter of time. Most of the time, it's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's in your head. You get cocky. You're like, I'm going to kill here for sure, and the, the shit don't jive. You know what I mean? It don't come together for you. And uh, I'll say last, late season, I felt really confident about me killing out there. A lot of deer. I was getting really good picks. I'd seen a shooter on private not too far from my stand. I'm like, oh, just a matter of time. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you... You can feel feeling confident and feeling good about your setup is one thing, but feeling so confident that you're not going to try anything else. Um, just try to stay humble. These deer will outsmart you all the time. You could be the best hunter in the woods and still get your ass kicked by these whitetails. You know what I mean? At least we do. Yeah. So, And a lot of the people we know, it's happening, man. And all I can say is keep hunting, try to learn, move around, make something happen. Um, last one. We say it all the time. Have some fun. We're whitetail hunting. This is what we live to do. We've been waiting all year to do it. Um, don't get down when you mess an opportunity up. Don't get down when you drop a water bottle out of the stand for the third time. <laughs> Learn. Try not to do it again. And you see, there's still another day of the season. You know what I mean? We dwell. Last year, we dwelled on our mess ups too much. I feel like. And during our recation, we were pretty down for a lot of the hunts. You know what I mean? We weren't seeing deer. We were wondering what's going on. And sometimes you just, the deer aren't moving. You know, sometimes like your second week, 
you're hunting the lockdown, dude. No, yeah, the whole terrible. second week is absolutely terrible. You weren't seeing any deer moving because everything was locked down with a doe. Mm-hmm. You're hunting high doe population areas, so you're hunting and you're like, I'm not seeing anything. You might see a small buck every now and then, but you're not seeing those big deer because they already got a doe. You right, know what I mean? Right. And uh, I was just watching Bill Winky today. He sold his farm. I know. And <laughs> did you watch that episode? Yes, I did. He said they eliminated so many does that they didn't have a lockdown phase. All right, guys around my area, start kicking up. Start shooting more does, guys. Fill your freezers. Start pumping up those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to experience this lockdown phase. It's but they brutal. They like 54 does or something, they said? A year, yeah. For three years yeah, or something. Yeah, for three or four Jeez. years. It's absolutely smoked them. But and then he's like, yeah, we didn't have a lockdown phase at all. Bucks just cruising all the time. He's like, yeah, they just traveled more. Yeah, I'm like, that what? sounds perfect. Uh, but yeah. And then not to be like exporting bucks, but b- bucks were yeah. coming into. I'm like, geez. Yeah. So yeah, check out Bill Winky, man. The Midwest Whitetail, it's super solid. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's it, man. That's that's how we're gonna have the best season ever. We are going to pick on each other. We're gonna call each other out. We're gonna eat some snacks. We're gonna have a gang up time. Um, we're gonna bring you guys along. We're gonna try to. We're not going to release full videos, but we're going to try to do some Instagram lives, do some TikToks, do some stuff during the season to let you guys know what we're going through. The everyday normal guy battle of the the lows of hunting um, and the shit show that we... If people followed <laughs> us around, no one would believe that we're going to kill a deer. It's absolute shit show. The last time we hung cams was the first time something didn't mess up. Yeah. I was just waiting for it. I'm like, man, something is gonna, something's gonna mess up. Something's gonna break. Something. I'm gonna fall down. Besides getting water up to my knee. Other than that. Yeah, I was hey, it was I, pretty solid. I almost got water in my boot, but it didn't. Didn't. Yeah, it didn't. The only thing we didn't do is light get a look. Light cockaburs. I didn't get too crazy. In I got smoked before you showed up. Oh. I got smoked. Oh yeah, when you were trying to find <laughs> the camp. <laughs> got smoked. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Uh. I, I don't think anything. Oh, you were going to say something before I distract oh. you with the cockabook <clears throat> comment. But anyways, um, we're going to do it just like this podcast. We're going to go out there. We're going to give it everything we got, and we're going to make sure that we're having fun. We're not going to get down. We're going to try to utilize all this stuff we just told you, and uh, hopefully you guys can pick something up in here. It motivated you to, to get out there, and we want you guys to have the best season that you've ever had. We want every one of our listeners to meet their goals, kill a slammer, fill their freezer, shoot their target buck, whatever they got going on, and we want to hear it. So if you guys want to message us on Instagram, Facebook, let us know what your goals are. I'm calling you out. Um, It's not only going to motivate you, it's going to motivate us. Um, We want to know what your goals are, what you guys are trying to do. Um, That's something me and homie talk about. We talk about our goals as dads or, you know, fitness or hunting. It's nice to get those out there because then we'll be accountable for you guys. You might get a message November 2nd, and I might be like, hey, man, how's how's that goal going? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. um, if you feel like it, reach out to us. Give us a message. Let us know what you guys are trying to do this year and uh, bring us along on the ride. And we're going to try to bring you guys along on the ride because it's here. The bus is like a mile away. Right. We're about to hop on <laughs> the season and just ride it out and hopefully – I'm in Boonertown when I get off that bus. <laughs> but Hopefully, because yeah. there ain't shit there yeah. now. <laughs> well, I mean, like, not our Boonertown, oh, okay. just, like, the imaginary Boonertown. For sure, full of Booners. for sure. That's where I'm hoping I'm at. I'm probably going to be uh, the stop right before Pope and Young. <laughs> I'm just going to hop out right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking to the wife, and she said we were talking about shooting deer and whatnot, and she's like, well, we're not having another Mr. Freeze night. I said, I said, if I kill Magnum, I said it's gonna be a Mister Freeze night. She's like, well, I'll come get you, and you'll be home by eleven. I said, I said, no. I said, you can come get me, yeah. but it ain't gonna be no eleven. She's like, well, I guess you'll just be staying. So kill Magnum, stay in the night. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna sleep with him like he's I'll get my army. Yeah, I'll get my army caught out here and just pull the buck in here and yeah. get the heater going. You'll be solid. So uh, it's gonna take us the whole night to get him out. So oh, you just gonna be telling, yeah, babe, I'm not gonna be home till like six a.m. I got to get this deer out. It only took us like three hours to get the deer out, and then. We're at the truck for like nine. Yeah. <laughs> Still getting them out. It's right. a long drag. Uh, and then he said I had to stay at Cody, so that's two nights. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yep. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for those messages, guys. 
They should be coming in any second. Any second. <laughs> Uh, before we get off here, I just want to shout out uh, Nick Rossman. Left us a review, and in his review, he said he's um, running through all the old episodes right now. So I just want to tell you, man, stop doing that. <laughs> uh, no, man, appreciate the review. And um, if you guys want to, go ahead and leave us a review out there. Yeah, that helps us out. Uh, leave us a review. We can reach more people. They can listen to us, not know anything about whitetails, and uh, <laughs> try to entertain you guys a little bit. Right. Um, uh, try to leave a legacy. Always do the right thing. And Whitetail Legacy is out.